0: good morning everybody. It's great to be here this morning. I won't run this week. I freaked some people out when I ran up here last week. so It's all about being excited, right? That's what we're talking about. And I know it's difficult, you know, as as life kind of gets you down. It's, it's hard to be uh, excited about uh, being in Christ, about about those things, you know, because life is a challenge. You know, believe me, I get it. As we all do, and and I've said before, if you're part of this body of Christ, um, just expect it to come, because the devil hates what's going on here. You know, so just just know we're going to talk about that again uh, some more today, um, because the title of the sermon is "No Pain, No Gain," right? And some of you are old enough to understand what that is, right? That's like an old school like workout. You know, no pain, no gain. It wasn't Richard Simmons, believe me. (laughs) Because it was painful to watch him, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Anyway, so we'll start off with some words of encouragement. i got a few of those. Um, Great to see the McKinney's here. I didn't write it up, but it's nice to see you guys here. So it's always great when uh, you're here, along with everybody else. Okay, I mean, but they've they've made a trip down here. So Uh, anyway, Uh, here's one. Uh, Lexi. It's so nice to see your smiling face here lately. You are a ray of sunshine in the fog. I put I added that in the fog. No, there you go. There you go. All right, give it up for lunch. Oh, Miriam. Miriam, hello. And you get your sweater on? Is that somebody going to wear tonight? Or? Okay. Uh, you are an amazing sister in Christ, and you spread joy everywhere you go. So appreciate your example of faith in love, persevering, uh, in joy. Absolutely. Let's give it up for Mary. Uh, This is from Pat. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm not sending out cars this year. (laughs) So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. All right. Well, thank you, Pat. We love you, too. He says we love you all. I don't know what's going on with that, Pat, but let's get it going next year. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so for uh, this is, again, from Pat to Ken and Pam. Uh, thank you so very much for checking in on me. Anytime things don't look right, check it out. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. And you can call me if you need to. I'll come help you. So, anyway, yes. Thank so, thank you, Ken and Pam. All right. Uh, let's see. So, some more announcements. Uh, we have the Christmas party tonight, right? Ugly Sweater Contest or something like that, right Tanya, right, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, some people have sweaters on, some people can't see online, but and I made, made a joke that they were wearing their sweaters already for tonight, but um, anyway, so that's tonight, the charcuterie board, right, the char, why don't they just call it like a meat, cheese, and cracker board, like wouldn't that have been easier, right? <laughs> And the English language looks like charcuterie board, so I'm like, let's Anyway, so so sorry, Bill's probably watching, and he was so excited about the... So, so we're going to have to bring some meat, cheese, and crackers home to to Bill. He, <laughs> probably, but he probably doesn't need them, but you know. It's... So but that's coming tonight, right, it's along with your ugly sweater. If you have an ugly sweater, um, I will not be wearing an ugly sweater. I'm not a sweater guy, and I wasn't going to buy one, so... What's it? Whoa, whoa, Wow! You know, Pat and I just talked about that today. Like, if you're willing, if you're willing to dish it out, you better be able to take it, right? So, so thank you for that. Of course, it comes from you. So excited to see your ugly sweater. Uh, okay, so we have that tonight. That, that'll be exciting. Hope everybody can make it. Hope everybody's feeling feeling well. Um, uh, the New Year's Eve game night, of course, December thirty first, New Year's Eve at four pm. So that way we can all get home before all the drunks hit the road. All right, so get home before the new year. Uh, and of course, your family camp. So it's always a great time coming up February 23rd uh, through the 25th. Okay, any other announcements? Uh, yes, Pat. Uh, back in the back room, there's a little white bag that's got some goodies
1: for hair for the little girls. They can all pick out what they want. Uh, you're not a little girl. <laughs> Thank you
0: for noticing. At least you didn't say I didn't have hair, you just said I was a little girl. So it's a show and I couldn't read this. So that's awesome. So they want. Little girls, if you have little girls? Age range on Because sometimes anyway. Um yes. So yeah, get grab grab something for your little girl. Uh we're gonna be out of town at the end of week so there won't be any ladies study. no ladies study this coming week. And you can watch for an email about where Wednesday night that won't be our house either. Okay. So, stay tuned for Wednesday night's assembly, not at the parks. Okay, thank you. Uh, Anything else for announcements before we get to birthdays? I have to sing up here. Can we pause that for a second? (laughs) So, uh, Tamara, happy birthday. Coming up on Tuesday, right? Birthday. And Lisa, as well, on the same day. On the nineteenth, both appear to be late twenties, early thirties. Um, so, congratulations! You know that's 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 awesome. Uh, looking very youthful. So, uh, anyway, that's that's great. So, uh, if we don't have anything else for announcements, let's sing "Happy Birthday." We will need to pick up chairs when we're done. Pick up chairs, just the middle section, right? I'm assuming. And probably bring some tables up. Probably. Okay. So afterwards, um, yeah. Let's get all the tables and we can and the chairs and tables picked up. Alright. With that, let's sing happy birthday. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Alright. Well, with that, uh, we'll get going with, uh, with no pain, no gain. I don't think I missed anything, so uh, there we go. Um, start off from Philippians chapter 2. This is, this is kind of where uh, I've been kind of recently. I've been having to read this one, unfortunately. Uh, at least have it in my brain. It's already there. Um, just have to remind myself um, that this is how I need to be. Uh, so we'll start off uh, there. Uh, just because uh, I think it's a good reminder for all of us uh, when we're up against what we, what we have to battle, uh, you know, really every day for us. So Philippians 2, beginning of verse 14, it says, do all things without grumbling, disputing, complaining, arguing, right? All those things. So you will prove yourselves. Why? So prove yourselves. Be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and very perverse generation. Right? That's what we live in. Among whom you, us, right, appear as lights in the world, holding firmly the word of life, so that on the day of Christ I can take pride, because I did not run in vain, nor labor in vain. But even if if I am being poured out as a as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. You too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just very thankful. We are excited to be here, uh, Father, on the first day of the week. It was brought out to, to lift Jesus up, uh, to celebrate him. Early. That's why the, the, the main reason that we're here, Father, uh, so thankful that our Lord and our King was willing to sacrifice Him uh, so himself so selflessly. Uh, For all of us, for the entire world. And as this passage brings out, it's it's for the entire world, uh, Father. So as as we go about, as Christians, as Christ ones, um, that others would see that light shining through, that Jesus shining through, uh, so they too uh, can be saved uh, through Jesus. So uh, we're just so thankful for that opportunity. We're thankful to be here. Just an honor and a privilege uh, to be here today. Just pray for your blessing upon the message, that we all would be encouraged, be excited, uh, to go out there and live just like Jesus did, looking towards that finish line, because that finish line is going to be awesome. And we'll talk about that as well. So just again, pray for your blessing upon a lesson. We love you and praise you in the name of King Jesus that we pray. Amen. So yeah, right. No pain. Okay. No grumbling, arguing. You know, it, that's hard to do, right? Especially when, when you've been wronged and it's in, and it's not your fault, huh? I wonder who example we should look to in that, right? You know, as far as Jesus, wow. So, you know, as, as, as I've been dealing with some stuff that, you know, wasn't my fault, and yet, um, for some reason, we're going to be somewhat punished for it. It's been hard to, to have that, that good attitude, right? And, and to be fair about it. Um, even though you feel disrespected, um, it's just like one of those things. You, know, you just, you just got to keep going through um, and, and, not, and not grumbling and complaining about those things. So we'll see that. Romans 5, we read this last week, but I think it's a great, it's a great passage um, you know, to really understand what God's telling us about those things that are happening uh, to us in our lives. Those tribulations, those, um, all those things that we have to deal with, just not only as Christians, but as just humans uh, here. So there in verse 1 in Romans 5, it says, For having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we celebrate, right? We celebrate in hope of the glory of God. So so God says we should be celebrating, right, every single day. And not only this, but we also celebrate in our tribulations, right? Because knowing that those things, those tribulations, bring about perseverance. And the perseverance brings about proven character. And the proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The free gift of God. Anybody like getting anything free? Love, I love getting things free, right? It's awesome. also love the win if you don't know that. Um, but that's it. I, like God, God's given, it to, he's given us this free gift and he's given us the victory. He's, he's already given that to us. Why are we not excited? Why are we not celebrating that? You know, as, as, as we're going to see uh, in other passages, you know, the finish line, right? Because I, I was talking to somebody the other day, they can't run on the treadmill. I'm like, what's wrong with you? something wrong with you? Like, how can you just can't run on the treadmill? You know, he's like, I need, I need a finish line. I need, I need something to see to get to so I know that I'm going to be done, Right? But we have that finish line. I mean, is that, that not the most exciting finish line? <laughs> to know that, that when, when we finish our race, what is there for us? That's, that's amazing. We should That should be exciting to us, right? And it just skip to verse 8 real quick. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, right? Christ died for us. Perfect, right? Justine was reading something to me today on the way here that, you know, we, that we shouldn't feel bad um, because Jesus was perfect and people still hated him. So why do we care about what people think about us, right? Because he was perfect and they hated him and they killed him in the most brutal way, right? So what do we have to, to complain about? What do we have to grumble about, right? To argue about nothing when our, when our focus is correct. And we understand, again, this is about understanding those tribulations, those things that we're going through, are meant to build us up, not break us down. And you have to have that right attitude about that. So, I, it just I, I see TJ sitting back there, and and uh, I, Justine showed me some some uh, some of Afia's, uh wrestling matches, and boy, <laughs> I, it's funny, right? That that little girl's a terror. You know, and, and, you know, she's up against these boys. I can't imagine not, not being a boy, you know, like, thinking, oh, here's a girl, you know, and then next thing you know, they're on their back. I'm like literally on their back and it looks like she's just choking them. just like, she's trying to pin them, you know, and she's just hammering on these, on these boys, you know, and you know what I hear from the sideline? Almost nothing. Why? Because she's been coached correctly. She understands what she needs to do to win, Right? and what that victory is going to take, and pretty, and, and it's pretty quick, you know, It's pretty fast, you know, but I like that's, that, that shows excellent coaching, you know, and the fact that she knows exactly what she's supposed to do, and then she doesn't, right, well, did that just happen overnight, or did that take practice, right, practice, practice, and practice, and how many times does God tells, tell us that we need to do what, practice, right, why, so we're ready, right, so we can take the devil and slam him on the ground and pin him, you know, in just a couple seconds and be done, right? And then I watch these poor boys, they get up, you know, <laughs> you know, he is doing her thing. She so had to take off the little band and set it on the ground, you know, and they shake hands. And then the little boy goes off crying, <laughs> you know? And and I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that a girl, you know. And you got another one coming up, you know, behind her. She's and she's got some fire. That fire is going to work out well for her on the mat, you know. But I think about that. Well, that's, see, that's what we can do to the devil, you know. As I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about that, like we can slam him, that coward on the ground, pin him, and it says he's going to flee from us, right? And he's going to run away, what, crying? That's the picture I see, right? And that's the power that we have. But you have to understand that. That power that we have to do that, right? To overcome. And these things that come after us, just like with Job, right? We want to be those that God says, Go, go ahead and pick anybody you want at Pleasant Hill. Go ahead. Right? Because God has so much confidence in us that he's like, they're gonna prevail. They're gonna persevere. They're gonna make it through, right? And that's just confidence. That's confidence in in knowing what you do. And that comes from practice. As Jeff brought out today. Being in the Word, right? Because if we're not in the Word, where are we going to get it from? We've got to be careful about what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're doing. You know? Do we have to hang out with some of these, these folks that aren't part of the church? Sure, we do, because we want to we save it. But you still got to be careful in how we go about doing that, right? So let's go to uh, James. James is one of my favorite books. I, I could just sit there and read James um, all day, just, just through back and forth. Because uh, to me, it's just so, it's so practical. You know, James, I really get James and, and what he tries to teach here. And James chapter 1, beginning verse 2, it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Again, we're supposed to be what? We're supposed to be joyful, right? We're supposed to be excited about these things. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, right? That perseverance. And let endurance have its perfect result so you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But where does it start? So we can do all this. We can get through there and lack nothing. But where does it start? In the various trials, in the tribulations, in the afflictions. You know, That's what builds us up and makes us stronger when you have the right attitude. Instead of the woe is me, instead of the grumbling and complaining and disputing, right? We're like, no, this is good. This is happening for a reason. This is happening so it can build me up right? And make me better, make me stronger, make me endure. Endurance is huge, right? Like I told you, I ran the ORPAT last week, you know, well, I hadn't done any cardio since I got shot. And so I'm like, this is going to be painful, you know? And boy, was it. Let me tell you, because I had what? Like zero endurance because I just hadn't built that up. And so, yeah, <laughs> in fact, the, the instructor is super fit, dude, you know? And I'm like, Whew, that was close. You know, I made it like eight seconds to spare. And uh, he's like, yeah, you were wheezing there on that, like, fifth and sixth level. Well, I know, dude. Like, you know, you don't have to tell me I was. I mean, I know it, you know. <laughs> but what? But, well, there was no endurance there. But you know what? Still push through, right? You know, and, and, that's, and that's what it takes. Sometimes we have to push through, right? But we have to build up that endurance, you know, to survive as Christians and, you know, to help bring others in, right? Because we have to, as Jeff talked about, you know, About, we can look at the speck in somebody else's eye. We've got the log out of ours first, right? God tells us all the time we need to test our own faith, right? To make sure that we're doing the right thing so we can help others, right? So we make it, you know, but others as well because, as it said, we're shining as lights, right? In this world that people are drawn to. It's a hopeless world, brethren. I hope you understand that. Uh, Skip down to verse 12 where it says, Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Again, the finish line, right? That's what we're looking for, you know? The white stone, right, with your name on it that only that only you know, that only God knows, right? The crown of life, the hearing, well done. Well done. You want to hear that? Well done, right, by our Lord and our King, the greatest warrior that will ever, ever have walked this earth. He's going to tell us, well done. I want to hear those words. I want to receive that stone. I want to receive that crown. That's the finish line, brethren. That's it. And the pictures that that he gives us, little snippets of what heaven's going to look like. Right? It's it's, it's awesome. I mean, we should be looking forward to that. And yes, I'm going to do everything I can to to make the giant dog pile. Hope you join in. Hopefully I'm not by myself. You know, (laughs) as I'm trying to take down our Lord and King. Come on, man. We're going to do this. Right? Because I'm excited. I'm excited about it. That, that's going to be the day. So what kind of attitude do we have when we're facing those trials um, and those, those temptations and everything that's, that's happening to us? Go to James 5, uh, beginning in verse 7, as we continue in James. It says, therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Right? The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it, until it gets to early and late range. You too be patient, right? Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain, right, brethren, against one another, so you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, right, brethren, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We count those blessed who endured, Right? You have heard the endurance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings. The Lord is full of compassion and is merciful, right? Strengthen your hearts, right? We count those, those blessed who endured, right? When you pull through these things, when you make it through, it's an encouragement to others. We're going we're to see that here, right? Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We'll see that later. How, how your endurance will encourage others. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning in verse 2, it says, We always give thanks to God for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly keeping in mind your work of faith and labor of love and perseverance of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, His choice of you. His choice of you. That God has chosen us. Right? Isn't that cool? Like, do you, ever, do, you ever, do you ever play the game? Was it? Uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, you know? it's a Boy, come on, I just want to, I want to call my name. How come nobody's choosing me? I always, always, you know, like, you never want to be chosen last in the game, right? Like, game of kickball. Sorry, I was old. Um, we played kickball, recess, you know? Played dodgeball, too. That was always fun. Can't do that anymore, either. Um, but, like, you didn't want to get picked last, right? Like, you don't want to be... Like, don't, don't pick me up. And, of course, you know, the Red Rover game, we'd always, you know, like, pick the girl, you know. And then, like, oh, she broke through the line. Oh, now i got to hold her hand, you know. It's always good stuff, you know, Red Rover. So, but, you know, but the, his his choosing, his choosing of us, right? That is, that is so cool. You know, I love that, um, that he chooses us, right? In verse 5, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sakes. You also became imitators of us and the Lord, having the, received the word during great affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. So, received the word during great... Did you receive the word during great affliction? Anybody? I just picked up the phone. Right? That's all I did. I just picked up the phone. Now it took a little while to dial that number. And then this crazy lady answered the phone. Right? Thankfully she did because that totally broke the ice. See, God knows what he's doing. we got to trust God that God is in control, he knows exactly what he's doing. When I, when I, the song, uh, Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. Do you remember the day that you were immersed? Do you remember how exciting that was? See, God's got it figured out. January 22nd, 2006. In Fern Ditch, right? But the day, I never put the day together. And I've, and I've shared this before that 22, January 22nd, 22 when I was in high school, every sport I played, I was number 22. And I would fight anybody that wanted, I literally physically fight anybody that wanted that number. Like, that is my number. You're not getting the number. I don't care who you are. Let's go outside and fight. And we'll see who wins. I wanted that number. That was just, I don't know if anybody has a number. Like, you know, but the sports, that was every sport. That was my number. Isn't that weird? No, it's exactly how God had planned it. I didn't really choose the day that I wanted to be immersed. I was just ready on that day. And it happened to be the 22nd. And you don't think God's got things figured out? And that we should have the confidence and the trust in Him to go out there and and, and live it for Him to understand those things that are happening to us or to build us up. And I know it's not fun. I'm not saying it's fun, it's enjoyable at the time, but it takes the right mindset to do that, right? I never thought I'd get shot. I never thought what that would feel like or anything else, you know? But just to endure through that, to not really think about it and just do it, right? And that was just the way God created me. But, but to go through those things, right? And then to understand, like, sitting there literally that night on, okay, so now what's this supposed to be for you, God? What, what, why did this happen? And it's got to be for a reason, right? And I've got to figure out what that reason is. And boy, has he opened some doors because of it, right? It's the right mindset. It's not, it wasn't a woe is me. It's like, okay, thanks for keeping me safe, honestly, you talk to anybody that, that any doctor, it's like, well, that could have been an inch here, an inch there, that way, this way. It could have been a whole lot worse. Could have totally lost my foot. So I take it where it is, and then decide, okay, God, what's, what's this supposed to, to do for you, right? No grumbling, no complaining. Okay, maybe a little. Sorry, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Why is <does> this hurt? <laughs> but, but, right? But still, like, still working through that, right? Um, anyway, through great affliction. No, I just picked up the phone, right? Um, and and I think all of us walked in here, talked to somebody. wasn't through really not much great affliction, right? As as these folks um, did, but they became an example, right? For the for the word Lord has sounded out in verse eight from you not only Macedonia and the cave, but in every place the news of your faith toward God has gone out. So we have no need to say anything, just from them hearing. Right, from from other bodies hearing about what's going on at the Pleasant Hill Church of Christ, they can be encouraged, right, to continue to fight on. Small, you know, we're 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 so we're so small compared to so many bodies, but so powerful. I hope you understand the power that we have here from each and every individual that is here. You're all so amazing, and God knows it, and the devil knows it. That's what I'm saying. You got to be prepared because he's coming. And he'll keep coming. And that's fine. Bring it on. Just be like a We'll Just slam him on the ground and pin him. And then see him go away crying. That's what it says. He's going to flee. He will flee from you. Jeff and I have seen guys that flee. Believe me, they run, man. There ain't hardly any keeping up with them. They run like their life depends on it. And so he's going to flee. He's going to run like that when when we pin him down and be like, Nope, get out of here, dude. Like try try another day, and then we can help each other. Colossians chapter one, beginning in verse three, it says we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints, because of the hope reserved for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, right, which has come to you just as in all the world, also is bearing fruit and increasing. Even as it's been doing in you also since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God uh, in truth, right? So heard it in the word of the truth, the gospel. But it's increases, bearing fruit and increasing, right? So it's not just enough to be where we are. We have to continue to bear fruit and continue to increase. Go to skip down to verse twenty-one, Colossians one twenty-one. And although you were previously alienated and hostile in attitude, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his body of flesh through death in order to present before you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If, here it is, if, indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you have heard. Right? If. That's all going to come. If. So there's a choice. Jeff talked about choices today. I hope you're catching. If you're not here, I hope you're, I hope you're listening. Like sometime during the week, just grab it, right? And be listening to his messages. Jeff and I are a little bit different in how we do things. Okay, maybe we're a lot different. Especially when we're cutting up animals. Believe me, a lot different. Just, just ask him, you know. But the message is the same, right? Because the message comes from here. Right? The delivery might be different, but the message is the same. He's talking about choices. We have a choice, right? If we continue in the faith firmly established, right? And steadfast. And not shifting from the hope of the right attitude, knowing the things that are happening to us are to build us up, not to tear us down. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter three. This is where we're going to talk about. How people are going to hear what you're doing and just be encouraged solely by, by, by hearing about you, right? 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse 5, it uh, says, For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, says Paul I also sent to find out about your faith. For fear that the tempter, right, the devil, might have tempted you and our labor would be for nothing. So he's concerned, right? Hasn't been able to make it there, but he's worried about his brethren. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us, just as we also long to see you. For this reason, brethren, in our all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. For now we really live if you stand firm in the Lord. They were comforted, comforted what? By... By what? By just hearing the fact that the brethren were faithful, right? That they hadn't been tempted, that they had not fallen away. You know, and, and, and Bill's seeing that, right? You know, he gets to go to, you know, South Carolina and some other places and, and sees that as a courage. And I don't know about you, but when he's like, man, these, 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 these brethren got it figured out, man. They're just, that's encouraging, right? That's encouraging to know that others are fighting that good fight of faith and they're succeeding, Right? They're defeating the devil. That should encourage us as well. But we can encourage others. Right? When they see the faithfulness that's happening here. You know? When they see the love that we have for one another. When we see, they hear or see the things that we're doing for each other. All those are super important. Right? Understand that. The right right mindset. And 1 Peter chapter 5. Leading into that. That we should know this, right? First Peter chapter five, beginning in verse eight, it says, "Be of sober spirit, right? Be on alert." We talked about this. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Right? He's looking all the time. So resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of sufferings of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. It's not just us, right? The devil hates anyone and, and everybody that is working for the Lord, right? And understand, I love God's pictures. And I, I've said this time and time again, you know, that he prowls around like a roaring lion. Just, just watch a video sometime to remind yourself uh, of, of what a lion does when, when they find an animal. They're eating it alive. They just destroy it. it, it's, it it's just incredible to watch them, Right? Most of the time, it's not fair. And, and that's, that's who's seeking you. That's the picture that God's giving you is the devil's like a roaring lion hiding in the bushes, waiting to ambush you, and waiting to eat you alive. That's, that's who we're dealing with. So you better be ready for that, right? You better be prepared for that. And that's what he says, that picture. right? But know that, that others across the globe right, are suffering the same things. And it says in, in verse 10, After you've suffered for a little while, right? A vapor, God says. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Suffered for just a little while. Again, that that perspective that we have of, as, as God says in James, that life's just a vapor, right? Just a short time. Compared to what? Compared to eternity forever. With him. This is just a short little snippet. Me, every time I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, really? Fifty? Really? <laughs> what happened? Like, where did it go? Like it's just it happened so fast. And I'm like, I'm gonna be, you know, before I know it, I'll be gone, right? Like it's just gonna happen that fast. It's just a vapor. So let's quit wasting time. Right? Let's let's have the right mindset. And, and, and let's get after it, right, let's destroy him, let's build that living matrix, right, uh, the family camp is great, all the stones back there, you know, when Dodi did that, like, man, that just totally made sense, if you haven't been there, just a giant stone wall, all these pieces, different sizes, right, different colors, you know, these stones that built this wall, and that's the living matrix, right, and we're just putting souls, and when that last one goes in, God says we can hasten the, the day of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, right, we can speed that day up. Well, why? Well, we don't know. We don't know what that matrix, how big that matrix has to be or what it's supposed to look like. But God does. And when that last living soul goes in, right? When that Can you imagine being the one that immerses that, that person, brings them out, the, out of the water. That's the last one. Boom. Cloud split. Here he comes. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be great. But we have to have that mindset, right? We're building that matrix. And then see, the devil knows about the matrix, too. Because he can, he can pluck them stones out, right? Those of us that are there right now, we're stones in that wall. And he can pluck us out. Well, who's he going to work on? Those at the bottom, right? I told you I hate Jenga. It's the dumbest game I've ever played, you know? <laughs> and, and you play it with the kids. They always want to knock out the... It's, just, it's over, you know, in, in seconds. But it shows you something, right? You knock out the bottom, it takes out the whole tower. So who should we look looking to? Those that are up front like Bill. Right? You think Bill should be in your prayers every single day? Every single day, Bill and Sharon should be in your prayers because God knows if He takes them out, He's got a good chance of taking a bunch of us out. Right? But it's the same for us. Like, we should be praying for each other so we stay in the matrix and we keep building that matrix so we can go home, the finish line. Right? That's that's what we're looking for. And of course, 2 Timothy, you have to go there. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, all who want to live... In the God the way in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Right? Why is it a surprise when it comes? With the right mindset, so you understand, okay. All right, devil, bring it on. I've said people have sat in the back of my car. And I'm taking them. And they say things, I've never met this person before, and they say things like, whoa, like they are pushing my buttons. They know exactly what to say to push my buttons. And so I'll sit there and I'm like, at first, I'm a little angry, and then I'm like, okay, devil, got it, right? He's using that, for he's trying, like, it's just crazy, but when you have the right mindset, you understand that, right? You understand what's, what's, what's going on. Um, so before I read this, so just some of you, I, I brought the big warrior canvas, I don't know if some of you remember that, you know, uh, on there, just reminders for me, right? Because I just need reminders of, of who I am. And that's that, that warrior canvas is about being a warrior in Christ first, but also being a warrior in what I do. right? Because you have to have the warrior mindset when you're out there, dealing with people that have nothing to lose. So there's other things. Like this. These are all hanging in the house, inside. A Bible that's falling apart often belongs to someone who isn't. Right? Why? Because it's being used. Right? Because you're opening up, you're flipping through it, you're writing in it, you're highlighting it, you're doing it, you're using it every single day. Right? So the Bible is falling apart, usually, right? Often belongs to someone who isn't. And of course, this is one of my favorite, right? Again, this is hanging in the house, right? Quote from out of Roosevelt's one of his speeches. You've probably heard this. The man the man in the arena. Right? It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or the doer of deeds. Could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, who's actually in the fight, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, right? Who errs, who comes short comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, right? We're gonna fail. That's part of life, that's part of doing what we're doing. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions. Who spends himself in a worthy cause. You think being in Christ, fighting for him is a worthy cause? Absolutely. Who at the the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement. And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Right? Those that didn't get in the game. See, these things are in my house. They're in the hallway. So I have to walk by him how many times a day? And as a constant reminder to me. That's for me. That's what I do. Right? Because I need that reminder. Find something for yourself. If you need help being reminded, then do, do those things. Right? Be reminded of who you are. And yes, this isn't from the Bible. But is it a great quote? Were you encouraged by that? Like, get in the fight, man. Get in the arena. Right? Go do it. Know that the devil's out there and he's trying to destroy us. In 1 Timothy, right, 6.12, it says, fight the good fight of faith, right? We brought this up before. It is a fight. It's a fight. And if you've never been in a fight before, I'm telling you what, when you fight people, when you fight people that have nothing to lose like the devil, he knows he's destined for the lake of fire. Jeff and I have had to fight people that have nothing to lose. It's a different kind of fight. It's just a different kind of fight. And you better be ready. Because it's some, it's just something different. I can't, it's it's hard to explain it to you. But that's what you're fighting. You're fighting the devil who has nothing to lose. He is destined for the lake of fire. When that matrix is built, he knows he's going. Wouldn't you fight hard? Wouldn't you fight to prolong your days if you knew that was exactly where you were going? You know, thankfully we still have a choice, right? If we continue. If we continue. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We'll 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 end there. I got a couple more, but we'll just stop there. Because I just I I just love this passage as well. 1 Corinthians 9, 23 through 27. It says, I do all things for the sake of the gospel, so that I might, I may become a fellow partaker of it. What, what does he say? Does he do some things? Does he do a few things? No, he says, I do all things for the sake of the gospel. In verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. I love winning. There's nothing wrong with that. I tell people all the time, play to win. There's nothing wrong with that. Play to win, right? A lot of times in life we lose, but understand how to lose as well. But we play to win. We're going to run our race to win. Right? Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. So they do it to obtain a, a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as to not run aimlessly and box in such a way as to avoid hitting the air, but I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Run your race to win. Know what the finish line is. You know what the finish line is. You know where it's at. And you know what's coming at that finish line when you cross that tape and we win. The victory is already ours. You have chose the winning team. But when I figured that one out, as I was studying and trying to become a Christian, I'm like, hey, that's the winning team. Right? That's a no-brainer for me. I want to be part of that team. Right? Now... How do I become part of that team, and now, how do I stay part of that team, and how do I help others become members of the team, right? Run your race in a way you're going to win. No pain, no gain, right? No pain, no gain. It's going to be there. Fight the good fight. Run the race and be excited about what's at the finish line. Thanks for listening.